Today we're talking about how inflammation management can make you slower. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast, where we help you understand how to keep training and running even if you've been injured. Now, after giving my lecture in Las Vegas a couple weeks ago, I've had so many different questions about inflammation that I thought we should do an entire series of episodes about inflammation management in runners and other athletes. So there are lots of things you need to think about with inflammation. And one of the things you have to understand, first and foremost, is that you don't always have to prevent inflammation. I mean, this is a common thing. Runners think that, you know, inflammation is bad. We hear all this stuff about inflammation, about how it causes chronic Achilles tendon problems and chronic disease. But inflammation is just a thing that happens when you train. It's a normal consequence of training. You know, you run, you train, and when you do that, you get tissue damage. That's part of the process. You know, you damage the muscles, you get little micro tears, and then your body repairs them and you get stronger. And you don't get stronger when you run. You get stronger when you rest. Well, inflammation is the very first step to repairing any tissue damage when you're training, and it's the first step to getting stronger. So you have to have inflammation as that initial response to the injury that you inflict on yourself when you're training. So today we're gonna to talk about some basic guidelines about inflammation management. So you do have to manage inflammation. If you get too much inflammation, it turns into a problem. I was just talking to an athlete earlier today and he has been ramping up his training. And what's happening with him, I think he's getting accumulated inflammation because it's not calming down quite enough before his next workout. So pretty simple for him to address that, but you have to understand how to do that as well. So the first thing to understand is that, like I said, you know, not all inflammation is bad. Inflammation is just the first phase of healing. Now, excess inflammation, that's different. That can be harmful. So if like this guy is training and he's ramping up and he gets an accumulation of inflammation in one joint, and it doesn't calm down enough before he does the next workout, it, it irritates it and it continues to inflame, it continues to get worse. And the other thing is chronic inflammation, that's a completely different animal. Chronic inflammation, it is detrimental. That's why there's so many books on um, anti-inflammatory diets and all these things about managing chronic inflammation. So you do not want to ignore an inflammatory response that seems like it's getting out of control. That's one of the reasons people want to take ibuprofen or non-steroidal anti-inflammatories when they're training. Sometimes it's okay and sometimes it's not. Truth is, I actually have ibuprofen in my special needs bags when I do Ironman races and I actually have some that I do carry with me. So it's not that I don't ever do ibuprofen. You just have to understand what's actually best. And also, I really think that you should get to know what I do. So, you know, runners get a little skeptical when they say, well, okay, you tell me it's not good to take ibuprofen, but you actually have it in your special needs bags when you race. Okay, well, that's true, I do. So I'm gonna tell you when I will use it and when I won't. And they'll talk about some other things like when is icing better than heat, you know, and, and what I really do now. Now the thing is, is that with when you're racing, if you have a ton of pain, like on my time trial bike is a very aggressive position. And so when I get off the bike, if it feels like somebody's hitting me in the neck with a bat for the first six miles, I'll take two ibuprofen. But that's it. I don't take it all rates long and I don't think it's a good thing to use because I know that it can it can cause kidney damage. It's not good for you uh, if you get kidney damage. And it can also delay the healing by inhibiting the repair of those tissues when you have a musculoskeletal injury, even if it's something that is associated with training. You know, I used to do an ice bath after any long run. Now, I don't always do that. I only do it when it's really hard. So that's one of the things I've shifted a little bit. And one of the things that's most important I think, is to focus on non-toxic, healthy alternatives to promote the body's healing process instead of just trying to shut off a normal inflammatory process. So 
that's a big key. One of the things I do is I really like to focus on antioxidants and having a wide variety of healthy building blocks going into my system to rebuild tissue without developing excess inflammation. So, you know, I eat routinely when I'm in heavy Ironman training, I do uh, five or six meals a day minimum. I have lots of antioxidants in my diet. I do lots of dark leafy green vegetables, lots of dark fruits. I have collagen in my diet. I take uh, nutritional supplements as well. And I know this is like preaching to the choir, but you know, I mean, I avoid processed foods, uh, things laden with pesticides and other obvious poisons. So I know that's not something we really need to cover in any detail here, but you have to remember that all those things that contribute to the global inflammation in your system, they can also kind of take away your body's capacity for dealing with all the rest of the inflammation. So you're gonna to have to have some inflammation, you just don't want to have excess inflammation and you wanna limit those sources of excess inflammation if you can. Now my preference is to use things like motion, moving around, you know, doing um, bike rides after hard rides, uh, using elevation and compression to help mobilize inflammatory fluid so it doesn't accumulate in my feet, my ankles, my calves, um, that area around my Achilles tendon. And my preference is always to look for anything that will promote the natural healing process more than just trying to stop what's a normal healing process. So I think that's the thing is we've become habituated to trying to just ice everything like crazy right after workout to prevent inflammation, to try to take ibuprofen or leave or some sort of other non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug to be anti-inflammation. And you have to realize that you know, your diet is the ultimate nutritional supplement. But even if you're eating lots of dark leafy green vegetables, dark fruits, healthy proteins, healthy fats, and probiotics that support your digestive microbiome, well, there's a lot more that you can do as well. So you have to really consider all of these things because every little bit helps. You know, it's just like your training. You know, you go out and you do your long runs, you do your speed work, you do your tempo runs and whatever, but the people that are competing with you, they're also doing that stuff. The people that are beating you are the ones that are actually making the minute adjustments, the fine tuning, and really capitalizing on getting that extra little bit out of their uh, training by recovering harder, in a sense. So, you know, I think that I eat a really healthy diet, but I know I have to be missing some micronutrients, some trace minerals, or some other essential components that are absolutely required to rebuild tissue after workouts as quickly as possible. I mean, it just makes sense. I'm not a nutritionist, you know, yeah, I'm a doctor, but that's the thing is that, you know, I have my specialized area, so I'm really good at helping injured runners run. That's my specialty. That's what I really focus on. But I'm sure there's lots of stuff in my diet where I'm missing things. And again, you're missing them all day long. So if you eat spinach once a day, well, the special stuff that is in spinach, you're only getting it once a day. If you do it multiple times a day, that makes a bigger difference. Now, for that reason, I do take nutritional supplements. And you know, I know that they're gonna cover all of my bases. So if I am missing anything in my diet, I don't wanna leave any resource out of the process. And that process is rebuilding tissue. As quickly as I can rebuild the tissue, then I can get back to working out again. Now also know that it's possible to use nutritional supplements and particularly those that promote things like redox signaling to help cells communicate better and to facilitate the rebuilding process. So I do that as well. So I don't just limit it to taking like a one multivitamin day. There are actually multiple nutritional supplements I take that I actually believe really and truly augment my diet, augment my frequency of intake of food and help me recover after harder workouts. And that's the whole name of the game here. Now, one of the key uh, supplements that I use is a thing called a SIA Redox Signaling uh, Supplement. This is the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's a virtual doctor visit? 
The idea of not running at all while waiting for my foot to heal was simply depressing. I really needed a second opinion from an expert, someone who specializes in helping runners. What you'll get from Dr. Segler, in my experience, is expert runner and medical care that's individualized for your needs. I'm left with actionable steps to recover from my injury. Dr. Segler is different, and I felt heard, didn't feel patronized, and I felt like he prioritized getting me back to running as soon as possible as much as I did. I just couldn't see sitting around for six weeks knowing my hard-earned fitness would vanish. I know Dr. Segler is an expert, and I wanted to see him in person. But frankly, I just couldn't afford the cost of a house call. I saved enough money to pay for my next marathon registration. You have an appointment with Dr. Segler, whether it's via Skype or on the phone. You can expect, one, he's going to be on time. Two, he's going to be able to spend more time with you than the typical uh, visit in a doctor's office. And both of those are going to result in a more effective diagnosis and treatment plan for you. I'm a young woman in the Philippines and I hurt my ankle yesterday. I just wanted to say thank you and that it's such a relief to be able to find a website like yours and get some information when I'm in a place with uh, little to no medical care. So I just wanted to call and say thank you. You're awesome. Book a virtual doctor visit and get a second opinion online today. Welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. Now, one of the key uh, supplements that I use is a thing called ASEA Redox Signaling. Uh, supplement and what that does is it basically it's made a huge difference and a huge reduction in the amount of post-workout soreness that I get and it's also reduced the amount of time it takes me to recover after my really hard workouts like long runs and speed workouts. Now, I've been using that for several months now and it's made a huge difference for me and I noticed that it really does decrease the amount of soreness. That was the first thing I noticed that after I've been doing it for a few weeks I went for this really hard 10 mile run and I had no soreness at all the next day. It was a huge thing and I've really noticed that it has made a big difference in the amount of uh, capacity to train and effectively recover and that's the whole name of the game here. When people get injured the deal is, is that they have not fully recovered. That's the bottom line. You beat up one structure a little too much over and over, it doesn't heal completely, then you do another hard workout and you beat it up again, and then you're in trouble. So, you know, I know our tendency as athletes is to just start to look to things like non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, ibuprofen, naproxen, or even some more natural anti-inflammatories like turmeric or curcumin, but they're always used as a way to combat and stop inflammation. And again, I know that chronic inflammation is bad. I know that accumulation of inflammation within the tissues is also bad. But I really think it's important, it's critical that you try to focus on things that can promote the actual rebuilding of tissue and promote the healing process. And in, in, in essence, you want to kind of maintain these healthy forms of inflammation and not just stop all the inflammation. You don't want to just put a halt to the first phase of wound healing. That just wouldn't make sense. So you do not want to try to just squash this normal healing process that we refer to as inflammation. Again, you don't want chronic inflammation. So if something is always hurting you, you need to deal with that. But if you're getting inflammation that crops up and you're not dealing with it adequately and then it's leading to an overtraining injury, that's a problem. And that's really the key here. You have to look for the holes in your assembly line of rebuilding your tissue, of repairing tissue after your hard workouts. You have to figure out what ingredients are missing. So if you happen to be a registered dietitian, you know, you have a PhD in nutrition, okay, well, great, you can probably figure that out. But if you can't, you need to do something to cover the bases, whether that's eating more frequently, varying your diet more, and not just 
like different meals every day. I'm talking about varying it more throughout the day so that you're getting lots of different kinds of nutrients in. You have to do something that you can speed up the rebuilding process instead of just slowing down the inflammation. So again, the key isn't to stop all the inflammation. The key is to heal as fast as possible through the inflammatory process and then in the event that you get any kind of accumulation of inflammatory fluid, you need to elevate, you need to use compression socks, you need to do whatever it is to get that inflammatory fluid out so that you're not subjecting your tissues to those degradative enzymes that are in the inflammatory fluid that can be damaged to you, and you do not want to get stuck in a cycle of chronic inflammation. That's really crucial. So just remember, you know, one of the keys is that you have to train hard. We all know that. We have to be dedicated. We all know that. If you, if you weren't training hard, you weren't dedicated, you weren't a runner, you wouldn't be listening to this right now anyway. So you have to really try to figure out how you can not just eliminate the inflammation, but how you can focus on rebuilding more. So focus on the solution instead of trying to eliminate the problem. Inflammation really can be your friend, but it's a beast that has to be harnessed. And it's really worth evaluating all of the components of your inflammation, trying to figure out why you're getting inflammation and try to figure out where it is that you can improve in terms of reducing the global inflammation within your system. And that may be something as simple as less red meat. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like to eat meat, so I'm not gonna you know, bash you if you're eating steak. I'm just saying that there is always some way to improve and your diet, improve your intake of foods that can be less inflammatory. And if you take the time to do that, if you really evaluate your diet, you really figure out what nutritional supplements could help you recover faster, it will help you train more, it'll help you recover faster, and it'll help you get back to running sooner. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me, and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.